There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So if you want to... Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. It's Jamal Lawrence, and I am Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts cast. Look, everybody, the AFC South was crazy last year. Jamal, I know know you were mad last year. Oh, yeah. The Colts were heavy favorites to win the AFC South. Instead, we fired Frank Wright, gave Jeff Saturday the head coaching job, Mm. and cut Matt Ryan. It was it was disastrous. The Texans <laughs> sucked so bad that they lost the number one pick in the draft this year. How do you suck that bad and still don't get look? <laughs> the Titans were on a roll, ended up losing seven straight because they sucked too. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars ended up winning the division by doing the opposite of the Tennessee Titans. They went on a roll on the back half of the season. Back nine. They they shot well. Like the NFL draft is months behind us now. We got our guy in Anthony Richardson. We we do. So I guess my question for everyone, can Anthony Richardson take over the AFC South for us? Let us know your thoughts below in the comments on YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button as well, but I'm about to turn it over to Jamal. Look, Jamal, can he bring us back to relevance? I think without question, absolutely. He can bring us back to relevance. I mean, look at this guy. You, t- you take a look at this guy, man. He, he, look, it's in his eyes. He's looking. He's ready to see what's going on. This <laughs> that's a big guy. It's a huge guy. I think people forget that, man. That That's in all honesty. I do think people forget that. It, it's unreal just how big of a specimen this guy is. Um, and I think that he possesses everything we need to, to take over the AFC South. I'm going to start by telling everybody straight up, yo, he's going to be starting week one. He's starting week one. There ain't no question about it. Let me explain to you why, Eric, because we have a young head coach in Shane Steichen who's here to prove himself. He's the gatekeeper for this organization right now. He he needs to show everybody that what he did with Justin Herbert wasn't wasn't a fluke. What he did um, uh, in Philly wasn't a fluke. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, exactly. He, he has to show these people. So I can guarantee you now that his hand is at the top of the pot, he's doing everything in his power to get AR on that field week one. How's he do that? He's going to start him by week one in a divisional game, a divisional game against the Jaguars. Colts have what lost nine consecutive games starting off the season. And we have a divisional game against the Jaguars. We know that's like our kryptonite. Throw <laughs> Anthony to the fire and let the young man eat. Baptism that's how he's going to start off. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I, so what better coach to have? other than Shane Steichen, to develop our young QB. Because I, I agree, Jamal. He needs to start who he wants. Like that, if he doesn't, you know, I've said it before, it won't kill me. Um, I think Gardner Minshew is a fine backup. He can start for us. But, you know, 13 career starts under his belt. Being that inexperienced has, has been a con for him. So what? how do you fix someone with no job experience? Well, you get him some experience. So let's start in week one. If our expectations are as low as everyone thinks they are, you know, we we're not trying to contend right now. 
let's get the man some experience. He he's raw in that department. So I I agree, Jamal. That's that's a must, and it 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 would. I don't know. It would jolt Colts Nation too to know that we're gonna have him week one against a divisional opponent. Oh yeah. J- just the confidence that our coaching staff has to start him week one, it would it would <laughs> it would blow a hole through Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh, a hundred and ninety nine percent. And and it's it's one of those things where and I'm glad you mentioned Garner because I think people forget that the difference between like this the Minshew experiment that we're about to go through and like the Nick Foles is Nick Foles was brought in to be a second string quarterback to Matt Ryan. He knew his job was to back up Matt Ryan. He had zero intentions of ever being on the field versus Garner Minshew, who I'm sure if he got the opportunity would like to be on the field, but he's here to develop. There was nothing for Nick Foles to develop in Matt Ryan, but Garner's going to be here to develop Richardson and get him to that next level. That's why they brought in somebody who has experience, not only with the at the quarterback position, who's a seasoned you know, vet, even though he's had his ups and downs throughout the league. They also brought in someone who understands the playbook because they need someone who's mm. going to elevate Richardson to the next level. So that's why Garner is here, and he knows that. And you can see in all the videos, man, dude, I, I – Best friends. Best friends. I ain't never seen Nick Foles and Matt Ryan this hyped to be next to each other last season. These dudes, you know, every time I see AR mention, they're jumping up and down, they're high-fiving, they're walking on the practice field together, and I know that that relationship is being built not only because um, Garner understands his role, but because, too, dude, Anthony Richardson is just a likable person. I, I, got, a, I got a feeling he can walk into any room besides the fact that he's just a, a walking sculpture that would catch your attention but first. I guarantee you he would just gravitate everyone in the room towards him because he's just that kind of a guy. He seems like a real laid back, humble guy who wants to understand you and 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 understand why you're here. So I think that they made the right move by getting the quarterback to help develop him in a Minshew because he's going to bring those pieces of the puzzles that Richardson needs until he can develop into his own guy and, and pick up what he needs to become his own QB. Yeah the series of calculated events that happened. I mean, bringing in Gardner Minshew, I mean, that was the best possible quarterback we could have brought in to help. The guy knows the playbook. He started a couple games when Jalen Hurts was out. Like, he knows how to operate this system. It, It's phenomenal. And I, I think we underestimated how good of a duo this is going to be just for the offseason, just for his early development. But, you know... <sighs> Talk about the sculpture in him. I mean, again, I think we forget he has the most upside out of any quarterback in this draft class. I really think if we had the number one overall pick, you know, above the Texans, above everybody else, Panthers, all that, I still think we would have drafted Anthony Richardson. I really do. I really do. When when you look at all the athletic players we drafted um, in, in, in this draft, this past year's draft, it, it just it would have made sense, and I, I, I'm just happy we got Anthony Richardson. Um, I would have been happy happy with Stroud or Young, but it's I don't know. There, there's something different with with Anthony Richardson right now. Um, I didn't think I'd feel this happy about him. I mean, I did when we drafted him. That kind of faded a little bit, but now, like you've seen this guy. I, I don't know. He he just carries himself so well, and I'm I'm happy to have him. Well, I, I think you just said it perfectly right there. You say he carries himself so well, and that's what people like. When I think about Young and Shroud, they knew they were going to be NFL starters. They knew they were going to be top picks. I think Richardson, I'm not saying that he didn't know that, but if you would have said 
at, you know, at the beginning of the college season last season, Anthony Richardson is going to be the number four pick in the draft before any games even started at Florida. I don't know if that would have been a thing. Um, again, I wasn't really honing in on him like that. I know when we, um, when we, as we've been watching um, uh, with the next pick, you know, Colts was talking about how they had already been down there, et cetera. So, I mean, Colts had obviously already had an eye on him, but who knows how serious it was at that point. You know, it's all it's easy now to say we were eyeing him the entire time because hindsight is always twenty twenty. But I say that because C.J. Stroud playing at Ohio State, you expect greatness. Uh, um, Bryce Young playing at Alabama, you expect greatness. So those guys knew where they they only had one goal in mind. That was to be that top pick. Anthony Richardson is such a, again, I had to use the word humble. Again, I think he's such a humble guy that he got here. He's excited to be here and he's excited to elevate his game to the next level. I could, I, I, I again, I don't know Stroud or young, but I could see them kind of just being those guys to be, they're happy. They're there. They're going to go through, but like that level of electricity that, that Richardson brings is just next level. And, mm-hmm. and we're also in a position where, the Colts have had such a low streak of quarterbacks over the past X years that you can't help but just be happy for someone who truly wants to accept Indy for what it is, accept the organization for what it is, and only be great. You know, that's his only thing is to only be great and to only learn how to make everybody around him better. So I think that kind of what sets him apart. And I think, I don't want to say this, um, but you got a guy with upside that, could potentially be just as good as Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if anyone wants to hear me say that, but like he can he can do it all if if it gets all put together. You know, we we talked about the highest upside, like his capacity is the highest. I think of it like a like an airplane carrying capacity. Like Bryce Young's got a thirty five passenger plane. You know, probably has all his seats filled right now because he has it all together. But Anthony Richardson, he's got that big old Boeing 70 passenger plane, only like 10 seats filled. No, he's not at his capacity yet. He's not at his max capacity. But when he does, he's going to be able to carry, carry us in the AFC South. Probably not the best analogy, but I'm trying, guys. It's uh, <laughs> I, I really think he he can change. He can change this culture. He, he can change everything. And, and we're going to be back to that prominence we once were with we got our QB. We just got to build around him and make our run. And again, I, I think offensive line performance, I, I think is going to be real key in, in the AFC South divisional matchups. And I think we have that edge if we return to what we're supposed to be, what we were supposed to be in 2022. I don't know what that was in 2022, but that wasn't the offensive line I saw in 21, 20. It, like I've never seen Quentin Nelson. I, I haven't seen him get destroyed before. And I saw that last year. But who in the AFC South, Jamal, has a better offensive line than us? So I'm glad you mentioned that. And before I even touch on that, because um I I think I know the answer to that one. I just want to circle back to that, to that Andrew Luck statement you said about how people are gonna say that or he has the potential to be better than Andrew Luck and people are going to give some flack, you know, whatever the case is, doesn't matter. I just want to bring up two rookie records that Andrew Luck had that uh, I am 99.9% sure Anthony Richardson is going to break this year. His rushing record, 255 yards. Uh, I think that's, that's without getting, without saying that it's going to get smoked and a Lux rushing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns. I think it's safe to say that's probably going to get smoked too. 
Check. So we're going to have this, and this is the confidence that we're going to need in a guy like this. I mean, guys, we, you got to think Andrew Luck was the first running quarter, mobile quarterback the Colts had ever seen. Colts had ever seen. So think 255 and five touchdowns. You know, people were losing their minds back in 2012. They didn't know what to think. Well, you're about to see something real wild step onto the field here in the next couple of months in 2023. You can see what he can do with those wheels. Um, I'm hoping, uh, you know, it's not just all wheels uh, yeah. for him, though, because yeah. we've seen what the Bears have been like with Eberflus's offense and all that. And, you know, they, they got, what, three wins last year? Mm-hmm. But Justin Fields was the best rushing quarterback, you know, last year. And, and that's all he was. He couldn't. They haven't been able to put it all together through the air on that passing offense. And I think, you know, with the additions of DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. all that, they're, they, they've been signing people. You know, they got that money down there. But, you know, they, this is his year. Uh, this is Fields' third year. So they have to see something. I mean, <laughs> or, or they're going back to the drawing yeah. board. <laughs> yes, sir, they are. Yes, sir, they are. And and I do think that Shane Steichen will bring the element of throwing to the to the table huge here for us in Indy. Um, I, I do think he'll definitely play that. I don't know, you know, that it's I don't know how heavy it'll be, but uh, Steichen's a smart guy. He, I think he kind of knows what he wants. He's an offensive mind. So he's going to try his best to make sure that we're getting that that ball down the field and whatever, whatever way is best. Um, but tagging back on to what you were saying about the best O-line in the AFC South, Eric, I think it goes without question to say that the Indianapolis Colts have the best o-line in the afc south um we have quentin nelson who was what a five five time pro bowler we have ryan kelly we have uh bernard raymond we got i mean guys when we think about what we have and i named those three and braden smith as well you know um right guard is our only issue we have right now and and i think that right guard is going to be an issue again this year for us throughout the year, but it's not going to be as prominent as, as an issue as it was because we're going to have solid play from the left tackle position, from the right guard, or excuse me, the left guard position and the center position. We talked about a whole episode, uh, Braden Smith and how he, ju- you know, he's been consistent for us. He has, he has been consistently good and he has also had his consistent problems with the penalties. So we know that that's an issue for him, but we know when he brings to the table, he's JT's running to the right side. He's averaging six yards to carry mm. uh, whenever he's running to that right side. So that goes without question. We have Quentin Nelson, who I can guarantee you has heard all the talks all this Quentin, what I like about Quentin Nelson is he's not a public eye. He doesn't like to be in the eye at all. He doesn't like to do interviews. He'll talk, you know what I mean? But he's a very straightforward, I'm here to do my job, and that's it. And I respect it because when he comes to work, he does his job. Last year was just the most obscure season in the world, and I think it started from the top and worked his way throughout the locker room. I think Reich lost the locker room pretty early on uh, over just the course of everything that happened over his tenure with the Indianapolis Colts. And then it went to position coaches as well. I think the O-line position was just one that was just up in arms um, and no one wanted to be there. No one wanted to to understand how to get better because they thought that we could just patchwork this thing together and and figure out a way because we have Quentin Nelson and we have Ryan Kelly and we have Braden Smith who are going to figure it out on their own. And it doesn't work like that. I think there was a miscommunication across the board with there. But then we insert Bernard Raymond who, um, who was – Thrown to the wolves. No, no matter how you want to slice, he was just thrown out there, and he had a, arguably his worst game was his first game. I believe it was that Denver game um, where he had those crazy, uh, crazy amount of penalties. I believe it was Denver game. I have to go back and check that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, though, Eric. But he Sounds started off right. Yeah, he started off 
you know, rough in his first game. And what would you expect if I were a 20 something year old kid and I just got thrown into the middle of a, a game? I'll be up in arms, too. But I say that because what I think that Raymond will happen for him is he grew. He grew this this year. And I think that he's going to elevate his game this year. We got a new coaching staff for the O-line and we have all the pieces of the puzzle that we need less the right guard position. However, we did draft people. Guys, you have to remember that just because someone's drafted at a singular position doesn't mean that's going to be the position they stay at. We have the opportunity to take some of these guys, either A, bump them down to guard or or leave them at tackle or even use our undrafted um, uh, players and bump them into that guard position. It's going to be a transition period. I don't know exactly if we'll have it set in stone um, by time. Um by the time the preseason is here, I could definitely see it being one of those situations where we're still trying to fumble through to see exactly who's going to be a starter. I know that we will obviously have a starter by week one, but I think that the right guard position, but that's going to be our only little hiccup in the O-line. The rest is going to be a well-oiled machine, and I anticipate them picking up where they left off from 2021 as opposed to uh, even having any remnants of that 2022 season. Yeah. I think the O line. I mean, we we saw the Eagles O line last year. Got to be top three under mm-hmm. under Shane Steichen, Nick Sirianni, all of them. So of course they had you know different types of talent on there. But look, I we have the same talent, and 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 like I said, who in the AFC South has a better offensive line than us? The answer is nobody. The, the Texans have Laramie Tunsil, and that that's it. Like he's a top tackle in the league, but. I mean that they, they have one pillar, um, and we 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 all know. And C.J. Stroud has been killed for this. He struggled under pressure, so he's really going to get a wake up call if that Texans O line can't keep up like the Ohio State O line did in college. And ah, it, it's going to be great to see mm-hmm. when Defoe, Grove Stewart, uh, Quiddy Pay they they just rock this man back to college. You know the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost Juwan Taylor and Cam Robinson. Two tackles. Gone. <laughs> you think they're going to have the same offensive line from last year? No. The Tennessee Titans fucking suck. <laughs> Don't even have to name. Like, they probably have arguably the worst O-line. I believe. They're, they they can. Uh, they, they got some, um, you know, in, in the run blocking game, they're, they're okay. I get Derrick Henry some, some room to, to grow, but yeah, I, they can't pass block. Look, if we're able to win in the trenches, I think our wins can double against the FC South opponents. And then you insert Anthony Richardson in and Jonathan T- Taylor healthy. You talk about that running game, Jamal, like six yards per rush to the right. Whew. I mean, that's if we can establish a run, a running offense like we did in 2021, except you have Anthony Richardson back there. Oh my mm. god! Like mm. y'all are gonna. Oh, my head's about to explode. It it can it can be really good, man, because that's gonna open up the passing game. That's gonna give those one on one situations. We can push the ball downfield. And Jamal, I remember you talking about Alec Pierce's speed. He he's underrated in that in that top end speed department. And you got somebody who can flick it, flick it fifty yards. So if if the offensive line gives this man about two to three seconds so wind it up, it's over. It's over. Because Pierce is winning that. Pierce is winning that. I, 
I don't care. I don't care who's defending. He's just a mis- a mismatch for a lot of defenders down the field. And if we can put it all together, guys, yeah, I, I really think the Colts can be really good. You know, my expectations is a little low because there's a lot of things they have to put together. Sure. We've talked about a lot of things these past few episodes that have that have to work. But if you know one or two of those gears aren't moving, it it's gonna I don't think the offense moves as well, but it's it's definitely going to move better than last season. But there ain't no way we uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. ain't I, no I, way. I don't think Sykin will allow it. <laughs> I don't think there he ain't gonna allow it. And, and it all starts at week one, Eric. And so mm-hmm. I think people forget how important week one is on on many levels. Many That's a levels. Home game, right? Home game. It's oh. a divisional game. The Colts are have like nine straight losses at home. And you got a brand new head coach. The first thing Shane Sykin wants to do is to is to get rid of that that offer. He don't want to come in his first year with the, with the goose egg on the board. Right. Second thing, it's a home game. People are going to be excited. Third game though, what's probably most important to Sykin is it's a divisional game. That's the divisional game. You got to You know how important those are. So when I think about Anthony Richardson coming out on the field, you know mistakes are going to happen. Let's let's be honest here, guys. Mistakes are going to happen. We know that's going to happen. But Richardson said it, he said it plenty and plenty of times over and over. He needs and wants to be on the field to, to make those mistakes. Him being on the sideline and, and hearing about mistakes isn't going to help him to develop and get better. He needs to be on the field to learn what he should have done better during that time. And of course, we know you don't get that game speed until until you are actually, you know, until the real season starts. So when I think about that, I'm saying that he's going to be on the field. And unless he just, and I don't, and I think that it would take something out of this world for them to just to pull him. It, it would take something so crazy because they're going to be that confident in him when he steps in that field come week one. But not only are the the organization going to be confident in him, it's like you said, Eric, it's a home game, it's a divisional game, and his debut. Uh, Do you know how loud that stadium is going to be? They're going to sell out. That's, sell out? It's gonna if, be a- yeah, yo, if we win that game. Oh, man. Man, y'all going to be, yo. Know, I'm gonna be on here like yeah, we're going 17 and 0. Like there's no way we can be stopped because that that's a big statement. Yeah, like yeah. he said, at basically everyone's debut. That's Shane Steichen's debut, Anthony Richardson's debut. Um, it's at home. It's at a divisional opponent. It's at the Jaguars, who we have been losing to at an alarming rate. You know, these past few seasons, winning that game, going one and zero. I'm holding tempo. Whole new yeah, tempo. yeah. Colts Nation is gonna go crazy, oh, and I'm yeah. gonna be right there with y'all. I'm gonna oh, be yeah. dancing like hey. I'm gonna be throwing money out the window. Like, yeah, we got next <laughs> up. Like, bump all that stuff we said in the off season. We are going to the Super Bowl for I'll real. Say, right? Hey, and I'm I'm telling you, Eric. I'm telling you, it, it gets hype in there when Shaq runs on the field. It gets crazy. It gets crazy when JT runs on the field. But I got a feeling when and, and when Richardson runs on that field, it's gonna be louder than. Shaq and JT running on that field. I I can guarantee, man, the crowd is gonna go crazy. They ain't gonna know what to do with themselves. You're I don't to know. Be there, right? Oh yeah, I'll be there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll record some videos. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, I. So this AFC takeover, there is a chance the Colts can come out on top. Mm-hmm. Just like the Jaguars had no chance last year, they were like, I remember them being like plus twenty two hundred at one point to win the AFC South. I think the Colts can, you know, that's not my expectation, but boy, if everything gets put together and Anthony Richardson even touches that ceiling, 
And, and Steichen's done it. Like, that's the crazy part. He's done it with, like, Herbert. I did not expect Herbert to be ready when Tyrod Taylor went down. He was ready day one. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Look, he MVP. Could have been MVP last year if it wasn't for Mahomes. Like, I don't know. It. There's so much hope. Hope oh, can yeah. destroy us, but it can. <laughs> there is so much to look forward to, and and this is this is just great. I think the AFC South takeover can happen, man. Oh, hundred percent. I'm right on board with everything you said, dog. It's time. It's time. Hey, that's gonna be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts Cast. We're live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care.